Welcome to Woodlands Church on this Mother's Day weekend. And we're still meeting together, even though we're not meeting in our physical locations right now, we're still meeting. And more of you are connecting with us than ever before at Woodlands Church. And we're praying for you, we're lifting you up, but this is Mother's Day weekend. It's an exciting weekend. And I'm going to be making a big announcement in the message. I'm gonna be sharing with you the dates that we're going to be coming back to church. We're calling it homecoming. And so you gotta stay tuned for that, okay? Also, we're in this series we're calling Real Relationships. We're getting real in our relationships, talking about some really powerful, biblical, but practical things that we need in our homes. So we can turn our houses into homes so that we can really get along with each other and build deep and rich relationships. But hey, it is Mother's Day weekend. We wanna recognize all the moms. You deserve recognition. And we wanna lift you up. We wanna thank God for you. I thank God for my beautiful, amazing, wonderful wife. Uh, She's an amazing mom. And I just love her so much. And I wanna thank God for my mom, who is 82 and uh, still going strong. And I'm just so grateful for her. Um, and then I'm just praising God for all moms uh, this weekend. And so we had uh, some of you sent in some shout outs to your mom and we want to show them right now. Just watch. Happy Mother's Day out there, all of you moms. And, uh, really we just want to pray for you. We also want to pray for the many women in our church who, for whatever reason, are unable to have children, but really want children. I know this weekend can feel really painful to some of you, and we just want you to know that we're celebrating um, all women in our church this weekend. We know God has a special plan and purpose for everyone, and so we just want you to know that God loves you, that God treasures you, and we value you at Woodlands Church. So let's just pray. Dear God, we thank you for all the moms. We thank you for those moms that have already gone on to be with you, but they've made such a difference in leaving a legacy. Lord, we know that it seems like everything that a a mom of young children does during the day gets undone by the end of the day, and sometimes I know they feel worthless and, and helpless, Lord Jesus, but just let them know that what they're doing is so valuable that no one could ever put a price tag on it as they're building children for eternity. And Lord, I just pray you'd bless all the moms, Lord, especially during this crazy time and confusing times and these stressful times. Just bless them, Lord, with peace and value. And just let them know how much you treasure them, Lord, for your glory. We pray for all the, the women in our church who are unable to have children but really want children, that you, Lord, would just let them know that you treasure them, that you love them, that we celebrate them, Lord. And I just pray that you would meet their every need. We thank you, Lord, for your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Woodlands Church, we are celebrating, and as we get closer to the big date, which I'm gonna announce in the message coming up, you don't wanna miss this message because it's filled with biblical principles that are gonna get right down to where you're at. You're gonna get something on the weekend that changes your life during the week. And so we're gonna praise God. We're breaking down the walls and singing. And so Woodlands Worship's gonna take it away. I hope you'll start practicing singing, even if you're the only one there in your home or apartment. 
our condo. I hope you'll start singing. If you're with your family and you sing terribly, make a joyful noise to the Lord, like I do, and just sing out because you gotta practice. You gotta practice because we're gonna be back soon. So let's sing to the Lord and let's lift him up. He's breaking down the walls. It's a true story that appeared in the Boston Globe some years ago. A Massachusetts man had his two children with him and he was putting them in the car. And you have to give him credit because he did remember to put his two-year-old daughter in her car seat. Uh, But he did forget that he'd placed the car seat of his three-month-old son on top of the car with his three-month-old son in it. And so he pulls out onto the interstate and accelerates and he heard some rattling on top of his car. Now, isn't that just like a guy? He doesn't notice that he's missing 50% of his children, but he does notice that the car's making a funny noise. And so he speeds up to 50 miles per hour on the interstate and the car seat just flies off the top of the car with the baby in it. And it lands on Interstate 290 and somehow miraculously it skids safely to a stop. And so the baby was unhurt. So it has a happy ending unless you're the dad who was supposed to take care of those two kids. I mean, can you imagine this guy trying to explain to his wife what happened? I don't think it went over very well. It's like, honey, it was no big deal. I mean, we were just going a couple of miles with the baby on top of the car. That was about it. It only lasted for about five minutes. I think that probably produced a little bit of conflict. And there's a lot of conflict and stress in relationships right now. There's a lot of disharmony in our homes right now because of this crisis that we're living through. The stress levels just seem to overflow and then we take it out on the people who are closest to us. And that's why we're getting real in relationships. And today we're talking about something really important. We're talking about the power and purpose of family. The family's taken a lot of hits in recent years. There are people in our culture that say family is obsolete. It's out of date. Family is irrelevant. But the family is not finished. It's just fragmented. It's just fragile right now. It just needs to be strengthened. And that's one of the big purposes of Woodland Church is to strengthen families and to be a family to those without one. And so we're gonna look at these four purposes that the Bible talks about that the family should provide. And the family is the only thing that can provide these things. And by the way, these are the same four things that the church provides. Four powerful purposes of the church and why you should be connected to a church family. In Matthew 7, 24, Jesus said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. Here we see one of the first purposes that are so powerful for families. If you've built your home upon the solid rock, If you've built your foundation on Christ, then the family is a shelter from storms. The family should always be a shelter from storms because storms hit everyone. We all have difficult days. Uh, We all have those bad days when everything just seems to go wrong. We all get rained on. 
And we all need a place of protection, a place where we can let down our guard from the storms of life and find protection and security. It says in Proverbs 14, 26, reverence for God gives a man deep strength. His children have a place of refuge and security. Home should be a place of refuge and security from the storms of life. And there are three inevitable storms that will rock every life. Three storms that are guaranteed to hit your home. First, the winds of change. The winds of change are blowing stronger than ever. And it causes so much stress. You need a place of stability in an age of change. Somebody to put their arm around you when the winds of change howl. And someone to put their arm around you and say, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. We're going to make it through this together. That's the purpose of a family, to be a shelter from the storm, to be a shelter from the winds of change. And there are some winds that blow really cold, some winds that really wound us. And maybe you've had a change in your job recently or a loss of a job. Maybe it's a change in your business. Maybe it's a change in your health. Maybe it's a change in your marital status and you never dreamed you'd be in this place. But the winds of change have blown in and they've wounded you deeply. Just know the church family, the church family is a shelter in the storm. Whether we're meeting together in our physical locations or whether you're meeting in your home, we're all together. We're all one together, connected together as a family. We're all in this together. And there's only one thing you can count on in life and that's change. It's always, there's always gonna be change. And there's only one you can count on who never changes, and that's Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And that's so good to know. We have an anchor that never changes. And everyone goes through seasons of change. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says, for everything there is a season and a time for every purpose or matter under heaven. So we all go through seasons of change. There's, in marriage, there's the honeymoon stage, which lasts for about a day. And then there's just the two of us stage, that stage in marriage where there's no children and it's just the two of you and you can just go do anything. I mean, it's amazing. You go on a date every night. You go, hey, where do you wanna go? You know, we can just take off, you know, for the weekend and just, just the two of us stage. And then if you choose to have kids, there's the diaper stage. That's where you can't do anything. You're just stuck. And that diaper stage seems like it's gonna last forever, but it doesn't, because then you move into the grade school years stage, and then you move into the teenage stage, and you feel like that's gonna last forever, and you don't know if you're gonna be able to get through it or not, uh, but it too passes. And then there is that empty nester stage where you send the kids off and you launch them for life. And then there's the boomerang stage where they come right back and live at home with you. And uh, you know what I'm talking about, those of you who are in that stage right now, you understand it. And there are all these stages in a marriage relationship. And there are all these seasons of change in every family. We're constantly changing. And I hear sometimes wives and husbands say, well, they're not the same person that I married. Of course they're not. They're always changing. And so are you. You're not the same person. We're always changing. And so the family 
is the place where you learn to adapt to change. The family should be that shelter from the winds of change where you learn how to set your sails to catch the winds of change because if you don't set your sails to catch the winds of change, those winds of change will just rip you apart. And I'm telling you, so many of us wanna go back to normal before the COVID-19 crisis. There's no going back to normal. There's gonna be a new normal. But what I really pray is there will be a new abnormal, a next level, because I really believe that God wants, he wants to use this difficult, terrible time to take us all to the next level, including Woodlands Church, to take your family to the next level, to take our church to the next level. I really believe that, that there's gonna be a new abnormal coming up. And it's all about that next level, seeing what God has instead of getting stuck in the past, instead of wanting to go back to the old ways, that we see new ways that are more powerful. Hey, I, I can't wait until we're back in this place that's empty right now and our campuses that are empty are gonna be packed out to overflowing. I really believe that. All these people that have started attending Woodland Church through our online ministry. I mean, we're not gonna have room for everybody. It's gonna be so exciting when we finally get back and I don't know when it'll be where we can have a full house again. Nobody knows, but it's coming. It'll happen, but it's not gonna be back to normal. It's gonna be a new abnormal, a new level with God's grace and God's power. And that's what you want in your family. You wanna teach your kids, for those of you who have children, how to catch, set their sails to catch the winds of change because life is constantly changing. And if you don't set yourselves to catch the winds of change, they will tear you apart. And then the second storm that rocks every life and every home is the hard freeze of failure. Hey, we all fail at times. Sometimes you fail the test. Sometimes you get passed over for the promotion. Sometimes a business deal goes south. There are times when we all fail. And failure is a whole lot easier when you have someone to hold you up when you fall down. It's a whole lot easier to handle failure when you're safe at home. When you can go home and there's people to lift you up when you've fallen flat on your face. I, I love that. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And that reminds me of the church family. Uh, that this is a place for people who have fallen and we have people who can lift you up and encourage you because we all fail at times. We all mess up, but we have a, a church that loves you no matter what. We can lift you back up and get you back on the right track. Speaking of mistakes and failures, during this time it's been really kind of strange, you know, preaching here to a, an empty auditorium and it's just been a little strange, but I've tried to have some creative things, you know, going so that, um, so I can illustrate some really important points. And of course, a couple of weeks ago, I thought I came up with this great illustration in our love and war message, all about how we have conflict. And I got some real cannons. We have these small cannons and um, our team got it together and it worked great for the first two services. But then the last service, it didn't quite work as well. Just watch this failure. 
Yeah, um, uh, that was pretty bad. You know, I mean, once that happens twice, I mean, what do you do, you know? Um, hey, we all fail at times. The good news is I've got a family that loves me anyway. Now, they like to point out my failure sometimes, but they love me anyway. And that's what family is for. And your church family, in all seriousness, folks, you got to have a church family that loves you that's not filled with people who think they've got it all together, who are always pointing out all the things you're doing wrong, but it's people that are going the right direction, following Jesus Christ, but know that they too are broken, but we're looking to the one who's making us whole. And so that when you fall, when you fail, you can admit it, and they're there to help you and to lift you up. When you fall down, they lift you up, and they put you back on the right track. And that's what a church family is for. But then there's a third storm that rocks every life, and that's the cold rain of rejection. The times you don't make the team. There are times you get your heart broken in life. There's times you feel that cold rain of rejection. And the family is there to remind you, even though you can't see it at the time, that rejection is often God's protection. Chris and I would say that to our kids as they were growing up if they didn't make a team. Rejection is God's protection. He's just got something else better for you. Or maybe he wants to teach you a lesson on how to persevere, you know, to go back at it again. And rejection is protection. Whenever they'd have a breakup in a girlfriend or boyfriend relationship, we would always remind them, hey, rejection is protection because God is saving you, preparing you, and he's got something out there for you better. And rejection is always God's protection to guide you into his will, but it doesn't feel like it at the time. Rejection doesn't feel like protection. Rejection feels like rejection. And rejection is one of the worst feelings and one of the deepest wounds. But we've all been there. We've all had it happen. We've all been there, and we've experienced rejection. But that's why you need a family. That's why you need a church family to gather around you a family of acceptance, a family that's not a courthouse of judgment, but it's a hospital for sinners, a family of acceptance to say, you know what? Jesus Christ is the perfect one. We're seeking to follow him. We're gonna teach his word. We're not gonna water it down at all, but we're gonna be like Jesus. We're gonna love people. We're gonna love people. You know, we're gonna love people, whether they're pastors or prostitutes or doctors or drug addicts, whether they're rich or poor, whether they're billionaires or beggars on the street, doesn't matter. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. We're all broken and we all need a healer. And so this is a place, a house of healing, a house of hope, a house that points people to heaven. And that's why this place is all about the love of Jesus Christ and not religion. We kicked religion out the door a long time ago. Religion is all about a bunch of do's and don'ts, and and it's all about following all the rules and rituals and regulations, trying to prove that you're good enough for God to love you. Relationship is totally different. It's all about God loves you because he loves you because he loves you. And when he comes into your life, he changes you, and you want to follow him with all your heart. You want to do what he calls you to do. You want to do the next right thing, the next step that God has for you. Well, there's that cold rain of rejection, and the home should be a place, a safe place, a place of acceptance. In Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. 
I love that. It's just you can stand together. You can hold together. But then I want you to see the second purpose that a family is for. It's to be a shelter from the storm. But secondly, the family is a garden for growth. In Psalm 144, 12, it says, may our sons flourish in their youth like well-nurtured plants. So the Bible calls a family a garden for growing people. It should be a fertile garden that would grow men and women, husbands and wives in their faith. It should be a fertile garden that would grow children and to grow them in character, in their faith, and in their skills. In Luke 2.52, it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Now, this is an important verse, not only for parents, but for anyone who wants to be a people builder, because this is personal growth right here. These four areas, to develop a person has to be balanced in these four areas. It says Jesus grew in wisdom. That's intellectual development. It says Jesus grew in stature. That's physical development. It says he grew in favor with God. That's spiritual development. He grew in favor with men. That's social development. And so parents, you're to help your kids have balanced growth in these four areas, but a lot of parents neglect the spiritual development just completely, and that's the most important part. There are three main things that you need to learn in family, three things that you really will learn for good or for bad. First, we learn relationships. Right or wrong, good or bad, you learn how to relate to other people from your family. And there are a lot of things usually that you have to unlearn that you learned, ways of relating that were destructive, ways of coping that don't really benefit you but just hurt you. And so everything that you learn about relationships you first learn in your family. And the goal is to try to raise children in a way they don't have to unlearn more than 50%. Because they're gonna have to unlearn some stuff because we all have our baggage. My kids are having to unlearn some stuff that they learned in our home because we all have our baggage that we pass on. And, but I'm so grateful that they learned so much as well that they can put right into their relationships today from looking at Chris and I in our relationship that's far from perfect, but yet it's filled with the love of Jesus Christ. And so it's so important to know that you're gonna teach your kids relationships for good or bad based on how you live, how you model them. And secondly, we learn character in our family. And character is a lot more caught than it is taught. That's really totally modeling. You can teach them with your words, but if you don't live it with your life, it's not gonna get through. And then we learn values. Thirdly, we learn values, what's really important. You know, in a relay race, the most important time of the race is the passing of the baton from one runner to the other. It's the most critical time because it's so easy if you don't make a smooth transition to drop the baton. And that's the way it is in parenting. A parent's whole goal, for those of your parents, is to pass on the baton of your values to your children. The goal of this generation in our church is to pass on the baton of Christ-like values to this next generation. And so many parents are failing miserably at this. They've dropped the baton completely. They've dropped the baton and they're not passing on values to their children and if we're not careful, this will end up being a valueless generation. And so we've got to pass the baton. That's why I'm so 
grateful for Woodland Church, for our student ministry, our children's ministry here that comes alongside parents and, and helps them. But parents, you have the number one job to pass that baton. We come along and help you. We see so many students who have deep and strong values and a foundation in Christ that'll serve them for the rest of their life. And we wanna help you pass on that baton. And so those values are so important. So you choose the legacy you leave for your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids and their kids. The ramifications are you know, just mind boggling. It's like a ripple in a pond. When one person comes to Christ at Woodland Church, starts growing in Christ, doesn't just change their life, it changes generations to come. In Psalm 145, four, it says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. We're to pass on our faith, our values to the next generation. I've heard some parents say, well, I'm not gonna impose my spiritual values on my kids. I'm just gonna let them make their own decisions about spiritual values. Have you ever heard that? How many of you have ever heard that? Whenever you hear someone say something like that, just know what they're really saying is, I'm abdicating my role as a parent to the internet. That's what they're saying. They're, they're saying, I'm not gonna teach my kids values. I'm just gonna let the internet teach them values. I'm gonna let the culture teach them values. I'm gonna let movies teach them values because your kids will learn values whether you teach them or not. And so when you abdicate your role as a parent to say, I'm gonna let my kids choose what values they take, then you just abdicated your role and you've guaranteed where they're going to get their values from this culture. We have to pass on our values to our children. Sometimes I hear parents say, well, I'm not gonna force my kids to come to church. I'm not gonna force my spiritual values on them. And basically what you're doing there is teaching them a value, a misplaced value, that, that God is not important. That God is an option and he's not. Jesus Christ is Lord of Lords and we need to teach our kids who he is. We need to be truthful with them, honest with them, loving with them. Teaching values is one of a parent's big, biggest job descriptions. In Deuteronomy 6, 6, and 7, it says, and you must think constantly about those commandments I'm giving you today. You must teach them to your children and talk about them when you're at home or out for a walk at bedtime and the first thing in the morning. That it should just be, biblical values should just be part of what we talk about. And that's why it's so important, you know, for kids to keep connecting with our children's ministry right now. Students keep connecting with our student ministry and to keep learning these biblical values that we teach in all the, the online programs that we're doing right now. It's so important. And the third thing, not only is the family a garden for growth, the family is a factory for fun. Dads, your kids don't care about your accomplishments. I can tell you that. My kids growing up didn't care that I was a pastor. They didn't care that I was a pastor of a large church. They didn't care about any of my accomplishments that God had really done. They didn't care about that. All they wanted to know is, Dad, are you gonna play with me? When they were little, it's like, is Dad fun? Does Dad pay attention to me? Does Dad tune into me or is he tuned out thinking about work? Is, is Dad having fun with me? Is Dad care about what I care about? Is he interested in what interests me? That's all they care about. They don't care about your accomplishments. They don't care about your bank account. Now they do when they're teenagers. 
then they start asking for money. But otherwise, they don't care growing up. They just want to know, hey, is he going to spend time with me? Is he going to connect with me? So I want to ask you, those of you who have children, is your home fun? Especially during this really stressful time. Or are all the stresses just boiling over? And I want to say this, if you don't have a reputation for fun in your home, don't be surprised when the kids get out on their own if they don't want to come home very often. So important to have a reputation for fun in your home. It's a spiritual thing. You take God seriously, real seriously, but you don't take yourself too seriously. And for a lot of people today, it's just the other way around. We take ourselves far too seriously and we don't take God seriously enough. We gotta be able to laugh at ourselves. We gotta be able to have fun with your kids because that's what your kids remember when they're grown. They remember how you made them feel. They remember all those fun times, those bonding times, those memories of fun. In Proverbs 15, 15, it says, every day is a terrible day for a miserable person, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. I love that. You get to choose if you're gonna be happy or not, no matter what's going on in your life. It's really a choice. I saw this movie about a man who was special needs and true story, and, and someone asked him, how come you're so happy? And he said, well, I always wanted to be happy, so I decided to be. And I thought, brilliant. That's one of the wisest statements I've ever heard. I always wanted to be happy, so I decided to be. And that's really what it comes down to. Joy is a choice that we make and step into. It's not a feeling that you feel. You step into it with God's power, and he fills you up with his joy. And enjoy every season you're in. I think that's so important, moms. Those of you especially are in that season, the diaper season, I know, you know, it's kind of tough to enjoy it at times, uh, but just laugh about it. Thank God for these crazy moments when the house is a mess and you can barely keep up and can hardly get any sleep. Just learn to laugh. Learn to laugh about it and thank God because I'm telling you, it, it goes really fast. It'll go really fast. Yeah, I remember preaching so many times to parents when my kids were little. Kids grow up fast. Kids grow up fast. But in the back of my mind, it was like, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like they grow pretty slow. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, they're leaving home. You're waving goodbye. They're going off to college, going into the workforce. They're, I'm telling you, it goes fast, so don't get stuck in the someday syndrome. Someday, when things settle down, I really focus in on the family. Someday, when things settle down, I'll be a great model. We'll make church a priority. We'll pass on spiritual values someday because you get stuck in the someday syndrome. Today is your someday. Today is your someday. If you don't get anything else I say in this message, I want you to go away saying, today is my someday. I am gonna put God first, and I am gonna connect with my family and my kids, and this is the day it all starts. But then there's a fourth thing. The family's a launching pad for a life mission. You see, parents, you're either modeling serving or selfishness at all times. Your kids look at you and they will either see serving others or selfishness, serving others or selfishness. They'll either see a giver or a taker, a giver or a taker, and that's how they learn through your modeling. And that's why it's so important that you model a life mission for them that whatever your work is, your occupation is, that it's part of your life mission, but it's part of it. It goes beyond. Your life mission is to parent those children. 
Your life mission is to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Your life mission is to be a servant of Christ, to serve others in love, to bring the good news to others in love. And that's what the church family is all about. You know, we've been ministering like crazy during this time. The crisis time is Christ time. And one of the things we've been doing is not just feeding physically people, which we've been doing a lot of that, not just meeting financial needs, we've been doing a lot of that. We've been stretching and reaching out and meeting needs like crazy of senior adults, homeless people, medical professionals. But one of the really cool things too we're doing is we're praying for people. Every day at one o'clock, our pastors gather on Zoom and we pray for you and we pray for those in our hospitals. We pray for the medical professionals. We pray for God to stop this virus in its tracks. We pray for miracles. We pray for healing and strength. And we've been also having teams go to parking lots of hospitals and just pray for the medical professionals there for God's blessing and protection over them, healing and strength. We've been going to police stations in the areas of our campuses and praying just in the parking lot and just cheering them on when they come out, thanking God for our real life heroes that are out there. And we've been doing things to meet the needs of people in love. And so many of you who are parents, you've been showing your kids that crisis time is Christ time. It's not a time to shrink back in fear, but to step forward in faith. Just watch. It's powerful Woodland Church, what God's doing through you. And it just models for your kids well, what it's really all about is serving others, being a giver rather than a taker. Hey, the greatest gift you can ever give your children is not a bunch of money. The greatest gift you could ever give your children and leave with your children is a relationship with Jesus Christ. To model for them a relationship with Jesus Christ. To be a godly mom, to be a godly dad. That's the greatest gift you can ever give your kids. There was a time in the Old Testament when the people of Israel go into the promised land and Joshua, their great leader, stands before them when they get in the promised land and he basically says, hey, you gotta make a choice. You gotta make a choice and a commitment. You gotta throw your hat over the fence and decide whom you're gonna serve because whoever you serve, whoever you surrender your life to is gonna affect your kids for generations upon generations. And you gotta make a decision. And here's what he said in Joshua 24, 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I love that. I say that for me. For me and my household, we will serve the Lord in these times. We will serve the Lord in faith and not shrink back in fear. We will serve the Lord with all our hearts. It's the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive, serving Jesus, being a light in this darkness. And the church is the light, the body of Christ, shining the light of Jesus Christ and the good news of Christ in this dark world and bringing hope in this house of hope. So what about you, especially dads? Have you made the choice? Mom, have you made the choice? Young person, have you made the choice? Student, have you made the choice? Single adult, have you made the choice? Have you decided who you're gonna serve? Have you decided to follow Jesus Christ? It's the greatest decision you could ever make. And our church family is all about Jesus. 
to help people experience Jesus rather than man's creation of religion so they can grow strong in Christ and take this Christ experience to the world. And that's what we're about at Woodlands Church. And we're getting ready to regather, have a family reunion. We're calling it homecoming. Chris and I have been praying about it a lot, seeking God's guidance and wisdom. We've been talking to experts and trying to figure these things out. And it's, you know, only God knows. And so we keep going back to God. And we feel like the Lord has led us to a homecoming weekend of May 30th and 31st. May 30th and 31st. We're gonna be having services at our campuses, at least in the Woodlands and Atascacita. We're not sure about North Point, about the theater yet, but we're gonna be having our services. Now, it's gonna look a lot different at first because we have to gradually move into it because we wanna provide the safest sanitized environment that we can, make it as safe as possible. So you're gonna be finding out more about it on Monday and you have to get reservations and tell what campus you're coming to, what service you're coming to. And so we will meet you with our team. We'll have masks on. We'll meet you with our team in the parking lot. We'll bring you in to your seats to make sure that there's separation. Your family can sit together, but then um, we'll make separation of at least six feet so that um, we can make it as safe and sanitized as possible. And if you have a mask, bring your mask. If you don't, we got some really cool ones, and we'll give you a mask so that you can protect others around you as well. And, um, you know, we got a big auditorium, and so we can spread people out, and as long as you get your reservation in, and so we're going to start on Monday getting ready for homecoming, and then we're going to wipe down every seat. We're going to sanitize every seat after each service. Um, we got all kinds of things that we're putting up, hand sanitizer everywhere. We're really doing everything we can to make it a safe and uh, sound experience as we can, and the children will come with you in the service. Um, we're not opening our children's ministries as of yet, and so the children will come with you and they'll sit with you. We're gonna have activities that you can pull up on your iPad or on your smartphone for them that we're gonna be giving them. They can wear headsets if they're little kids, you know what? But we're gonna do everything we can because we need to meet again. It's time for us to meet again, even if it looks totally different. And we're gonna celebrate in a safe as safe as possible environment as we can. And we're gonna keep our online services going strong because I know uh, a lot of you probably won't feel comfortable to come in that, at that time, but that's okay. We're gonna keep doing the online services, but it's gonna be amazing. Homecoming, 2020, May 30th and 31st. Now I wanna give you a chance for a homecoming personally. If you've never received Christ, just pray this prayer and come home to him. It's time to come home. And just say, Jesus Christ, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Thank you that you are the heavenly Father, Lord God, that is perfect. And you sent your only son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. I believe in you, Jesus, and I receive you into my life to forgive my sins and to be the Lord of my life and to take me to heaven one day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, Christ came into your life. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And now we're at the point of our service where we give back to God some of what he's given us. And we give because we love him. We love what he's doing through the ministries and missions of Woodlands Church. And so we all can't give the same amount, but we can all give. And I really encourage you, if you haven't given online yet, it's easy. Just go to wc.org slash give. wc.org slash give. And you can set up recurrent giving. And then you can do it on your smartphone too. You can just text the word give wc. Give WC, that's one word, 
to 77977. Give WC to 77977. Or you can mail in your check. And that's One Fellowship Drive, the Woodlands, Texas, 77384. One Fellowship Drive, the Woodlands, Texas, 77384. And we want you to send in your check. Every one of us can give. And I really challenge you to put God first in your finances. And if God has given you some extra during this time, if, you have, if you've been really blessed, if you're one of the few, then um, we really need you to give a sacrificial gift. Everyone can give. Everyone can put God first. Everyone can give something, but so many are hurting. So many are going through difficulties, and the church is here, meeting needs right and left, stretching more than ever, and we need you more than ever with God's power and God's grace, and we're praying for you. And let me just say this. We are praying the ironic prayer, not the ironic prayer, but the ironic prayer. And, and what the ironic prayer is, it's not even really a prayer. It's a blessing. It's not a prayer. It's just a spoken blessing when in the Old Testament, God commanded Moses to tell Aaron, the high priest, and his sons, who were the priestly line, that they were to speak this blessing over the people of Israel. And when they would, God said, I will intervene and I'll bless them. In the middle of the difficulties, I'll bless them. And so now we're the priests of God since Christ died, rose again, and he's alive. We are the priests of God, Christ follower. We don't have to go to anyone to get our sins forgiven. We go directly to God. And the Bible says that we are now in the priesthood, every believer. And so now this blessing moves to us. And so we can say this blessing over our families, over our friends, over our neighbors, over our relatives, over our church. And that's what we've been praying over you and speaking over you, Woodland Church. And and it's from number 624. And I wanna just bless you right now. The Lord bless you and keep you, Woodland Church. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, be blessed, Woodland Church. And as we give, think about how his blessings can go to a thousand generations. And I'm so grateful for that. We can sing to him right now. Be blessed, Woodland Church. I mean, God is amazing. He's doing unbelievable things during this difficult time. And we're praying for you, we love you. Um, I just wanna make sure you connect this week because May 30th and 31st, we'll be returning and we're calling it Homecoming Weekend. It'll look a lot different, that's okay. And we're gonna make it as safe and sanitized as possible and we're getting prepared and getting ready. That's why it's taking us some time to make sure we're doing it just right. Um, to take care of you and your family. But you'll find online on Monday, you'll see how you can connect and get your reservation because you'll need to make a reservation and we'll meet you in the parking lot. We'll come take you into your seat, make sure you're six feet in separation from everyone around you. So make your reservation at the campus and to the um, service you're gonna be coming to. So the next two weekends will be online only and we'll be connecting online. Then we'll be doing both. And as we gradually move back into a new normal, a new abnormal, following God with all our heart. And I encourage you also on Tuesday night, if you have a student, student night, Tuesday night, 7 p.m., live online. And then we also, Wednesday night, I'm teaching this series on Bible prophecy called What's Next? Don't miss it, 7 p.m. live Wednesday night. And then Friday night is game night, family game night, talking about a fun factory. Family game night is Friday night at 7 o'clock, and it's Life groups, and you can sign up on wc.org. Find out all about it. It's really fun. The last one was a huge hit.
hey, we love you so much. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms. God bless you, Woodlands Church. Praise God for who he is today. Hey, church. Thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.